This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding, and I am joined once again with Jim Sebastio. Hey, Jim. Hi, Brian. You can't. They can't see you when you wave at me. But that, wave, thanks I just for the, always feel kind of silly when we've been sitting here. Kind and you gesture. say hello to me after we've been together for a while. <laughs> well, we're just having our friends join us for the we first are. time. That's so, it. so hi, thank everybody. You, thanks for joining us. You're if welcome. You, uh, I'm terrible at this. If you want to. Uh, <laughs> Be helped by our ministry. You can go to practicalshepherding.com, find all the content of our ministry there. You can also reach out to us. There's a contact button there. You can reach out. If, if we can be a help to you in any way, please let us do that. If there's some way we can serve you, uh, there's plenty of ways. If you look through the website that we can, including the Shepherd's House that just launched. And so if you'd like to come stay at the Shepherd's House or you don't know much about it, go check out that page on the, the website. You can also donate to the ministry uh, through going to that that particular page and give and help support the ministry that we're doing, including this podcast, which Jim is free if you hadn't noticed. And <laughs> well, I don't get uh, paid and, for it. And all of our yeah, saying, yeah. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and and uh, we purposely keep it ad free and uh, and also try to dive right into topic just within a couple minutes. So let's not dally anymore. The topic today is on patience. And mm-hmm. this is a topic, Jim, that I've talked to a lot of different pastors about in just last several months, it's come up. I'm being asked about it, but but the other thing that's happening is I'm getting asked about different issues in the church, and I find myself saying more than anything else, really, as far as counsel to guys who are asking for the for the advice, is sounds like you might just need to be more patient right mm. now in what you're doing. And so, I, this is a really important topic. I'll just personally say for those who want to who want a glimpse behind the curtain a little bit of the hundreds of pastors we're having conversations with literally uh, on, a, on a regular basis with our ministry. Patience is kind of the running thread through most of the conversations. We are not very patient people, and it's crucially important to be patient as a pastor in the ministry. So that's what we want to talk about today, and hopefully that'll be a help to you. Jim, will you kind of help us know, does the New Testament talk about patience at all? Or patience... <laughs> With pastors in any way? Yes, uh, yes, both. Oh, good. Uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's an essential aspect of church life. It's the first thing Paul says about love in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. That's so true. That's a, which indicates that love is built for difficult people and difficult circumstances. Love is patient. You know, it doesn't say love is fun, love is groovy, love is... Love is wholesome. You know, it says love is patient, which means what? That means somebody's trying you. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the First Thessalonians 5, Brian, where it talks about, um, you know, comfort the weak, confront the unruly. But then it says this. It says, and be patient with everyone. With everyone. With so everyone. So if no. every single person you know requires patience, hmm. except us, I think. No, I've never no, had to be no. patient with you. No, you but go ahead. Have, keep going. Yeah. Even right now, you know, I'm <laughs> testing your patience. Um, but uh, in in ministry, I mean, even the, there's the, the the negatives. Not a brawler, not a striker. You know that that you know, he, he can't get ticked off uh, mm-hmm. in the ministry. But then it's it's addressed very specifically in Second Timothy two uh, twenty four, and a servant of the Lord must not quarrel. But be gentle to all, able to teach, patient. In some translations, uh, New American Standard says patient when wronged. Um, it, uh, the Amplified Bible puts it patient and tolerant when 
wronged. Uh, and so you have um, you know, that idea that, that runs through forbearing uh, other translations. Uh, put it, uh, the, the uh, New Living Translation says, patient with difficult people. Yeah, now that's reading into it a little bit, but it, it's not wrong in, in, in saying because that's who you have to be patient with, right? Yeah, that's and, right? But the reality is, everybody, everybody is a work in transition. Everybody, every single person we deal with, we can get into this in a moment, but you know, everybody you deal with is human. Every person who's human needs patience. Well, and let's it just goes back to the uh, what the root of our relationship, you know, with God. And how patient God has been towards us in so many ways is the root of the spirit to be able to empower us to be. That's why there's so many commands, I believe, around patience like that, is that it, it is a central mark of the spirit's work in us as Christians. And it's part of the fruit of the spirit. And you certainly see the model of Jesus all throughout the gospel accounts in his life when you see his ministry. The, I mean, imagine the patience that he showed to so many that quite frankly, we would have a hard time being patient towards. And I, so I, I think there's, uh, now when we're talking about ministry, you know, we're talking about patience with ministry, texts that revolve around that at all. Jim, I'm thinking of Second Corinthians or Second Timothy 4 with preach the word. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, be right in season. There, there's with, an in with season. Great patience there's and an out of season. Yeah. And, and as we mentioned in a previous podcast, you know, it, it is the endurance of affliction. Mm-hmm. That's not a physical affliction. It, it, it is a spiritual affliction brought on by recalcitrant people under your ministry who don't appreciate your attempt to bring sound doctrine. So what do you do? Do you give up? Do you rail at them? Do you berate them? Do you excommunicate the entire congregation? Do you just pack up and leave? Or do you very patiently, kindly, graciously, gently bring the word to bear, trusting that God's work will do, uh, will accomplish his goal in his time, blessed by his spirit, utilizing the means he has Hmm. given to us. Yeah. So let's think about some categories around patience in regard. I mean, so yeah, we, we can talk about patience in just the Christian life and life in general. Uh, we could, that could be a separate podcast, obviously. What we want to focus on today is, is how does, how do we want to think about patience in regard to the ministry, in regard to pastoring, pastors caring for the flock and all that goes with that, pastors uh, making decisions in, the, you know, in a church, mm. pastors waiting on God to work. You right. know, this, this idea of there's, so there's layers of, of patience. Let's kind of flesh out some of these ideas because I think we want to not just talk about patience, but we want to talk about where patience is valuable for a pastor to be able to pursue an exercise in his life. Yeah, so I, I don't, the things that come to my mind immediately, Brian, I'm going to put them in maybe these two large categories, is patience in changing things and cha- patience in changing people. There you go. Good. And so things are the way the church is run, uh, bringing about eldership, uh, bringing reformation in regard to worship. Uh, changing the way people view church, view giving, view service, view hospitality, view each other, view yeah. outsiders, view yeah. evangelism, whatever. All these things that you may want to to change. And, you know, the realization, new seminary graduate, your excellent first sermon isn't going to do 
all of that. And and if your if your goal is I'm going to give it four months, uh, mm. you know, of uh, of preaching heavy on these things, and and if that doesn't change everything, then then you know I'm I'm taking my ball and going elsewhere. Before you go to the other one, let me let me say yeah, that so so that, so cha- yeah so patience towards things that uh, which strongly implies so much of the decision-making around the church. Right. And let me just flag for our conversation, a lot of the conversations I'm having with pastors, they're, they're calling and asking me about, here's what's going on, or I want to make this decision, I want to make this change, like you're talking about. How do I know when to do that? And so often, uh, what is not on the radar for guys, they're thinking about all kinds of different things. What, they're, what many of them are not actually thinking about as much is, oh, is what would what does patience look like in this moment? Mm-hmm. Am I trying to rush this because this really annoys me and I want to change it? Right. Or, or this 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 ministry we have, I want to just kill it. Why? Well, because I don't like it and it's not doing what we want or what you know whatever it is. And and I and I, a lot of times I'll just push and say, look, have you been patient with mm. this? Has have you have you acknowledged at some point? You know what? I just need to be patient about this. Which, when we say that, implies, look, I need to not rush something, even though I... So, by the way, you're not being patient if you're getting to do things always on your own time. Hmm. And that's the problem, is we get frustrated with, with, I can't do this on my... I'm not doing this in the moment. I want to do it. And that frustrates me. And they call, and they reach out to me frustrated about that. And and a lot of times, I'm almost having to put this category for them. And they res- many respond well to it, but I'm just saying that it's incredible how much this is not an intuitive category for us to have in our life or in the ministry, so continue. But go to go to that second category. Yeah, but that's well, let me, an important let me just piece finish this. up one thing on that, yeah, okay. if I may, real quickly, Brian. I think we need to. I want to say it this way: is that particularly for somebody like me, and and, and I'm thinking back to me, the the my 27 year old self. Yeah, patience is not compromise. There's a difference between compromise and yeah, patience. Yeah, that's good. Patience is not compromise. And, yeah. and and so a distinct determination to allow God's word to do its work on its timetable, which again isn't necessarily yours, because my timetable is I say it, I prove it from the word, and now we change. Yep. Right? Yep. And sometimes that can happen. I mean, there are times you say, listen, okay, that's it. In light of this. If this is true, we're not ever doing this again as a church. We're going to start doing this, or you know, whatever the case. We've we've shown it from the scriptures, and next week we start. But I think we need to be careful to recognize. All right, you you know, Jesus said to his disciples, "I have other th- I have other things to say to you. You can't you can't you know deal with it." Right into the Hebrews says, "You know, by this time you ought to have been, but you're not. So yeah. I have to give you this again." Yeah, and it's just a recognition. You got to take people where they are. It doesn't mean there are not Christians. It doesn't mean they're apostate. It doesn't mean they're a bunch of goats. It's yeah. because you know you didn't prove your point or you didn't prove it as well or that they didn't all accept it the way you do. So recognize that if I pull back, wait, preach again, wait, pray, discuss, listen, allow people to respond, that that, that doesn't mean I'm compromising yeah. the will yeah. of God. I'm really glad you said that. That's an excellent point because a lot of times – impatience comes out of thinking I'm compromising by right. not acting on this. Right. And by the way, that could be the case at some point, but in most pastor, pastors early years, that is not the case. Right. And what we go in assuming that. So we think, I see what the Bible says. I read it. It's clear. So I just need to 
push this. I need to push this through because that's what faithfulness looks like. And again, as we were talking about before, patience just isn't the category that's put out there, and it needs to be. Mm-hmm. That is a big piece to understanding how to pastorally lead a church. Brian, one of the things that the scriptures talk about, this is Second Timothy, it says that the scriptures are given for doctrine, reproof, correction, and then it says instruction and righteousness. And, mm-hmm. and you may be aware, it may be a while since you've studied it, but that's sometimes it's translated as child training and righteousness because yeah, right. it's a word that you know, we get like our word pedagogy from this right. word there. And how, how do children learn? Simplicity, repetition, and example. Yeah. But one of the ways you teach a child is simplicity and repetition. Kids mm. don't get it the first time. Mm-hmm. No, you hold a fork this way. I told you. I've already told you how to hold a fork. You know, I mean, yeah. no, no, sweetie, it's like this. Yeah. No, sweetie, it's like this. Yeah. No, sweetie, it's like this. No, hold it. See what that, see, you know, it's over and over and over and over again. And we have to remember, and this is, gets back to Titus 3, when Paul has said, you know, speak evil of no man in, in verses 1 and 2, where he gives us, remind them to, you know, submit to authorities. And then it says, speak evil of no man. Right. For we ourselves were once foolish. Yep. And just remember all the times you didn't get it the first time. Yeah. You know, so do, you, you have to do it. So that's in regard to that. That's things. And now that transitions well yeah, into that's people. Good. That's good. So, so patience with people. And, and I think Brian, I, what I would want to say here is to draw a distinction between patience with their humanity, and that is all their foibles, all their background, all their hurts, all the things that have come into them when you realize that this isn't necessarily sin. This is this is hurt. This is fear. This is insecurity. Yeah. This is the past. This is a lot of other things. And maybe again, another pastor treated them poorly, or whatever the case may be. And, and I'm dealing with that versus sin. And then, where are where is it right to be patient with somebody who's struggling with sin? And where do you where do where is the line crossed where you say all right, no more. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you say, all right, you you had an angry outburst and you said something to your wife you shouldn't say. Is that instant excommunication? Is that instantly brought before the, you know, is it, is it not? Did he strike her? Did he do, you know, whatever it is, where in the one case you might say, she's willing to forgive and you come and you counsel you have to work through that, and so. But but I think I'd want to draw the distinction between the irritation of somebody's humanity. There are people that just drive us nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily sinful. Mm-hmm. They're just weird to us, or whatever, or what I call sometimes. I've taken to calling the crazy uncle in the church, mm-hmm. uh, crazy aunt, crazy uncle, uh, versus versus sin where that might be on the category, and that's what I want you to interact with, or it might be on the category of, okay, it's wrong, they know it's wrong, I'm yeah. going to be patient and helpful to them, versus, you know, when do you say uh, that has to be dealt with and it can't be allowed to keep going on? Well, I think, I think you have to be patient. I, I appreciate the distinction of the categories. I think they're different, but I think you have to... And you have to apply patience in both. I think mm-hmm. you know you know the you certainly apply patience to the annoying parts of people's humanity, and you know that that's something that's more obvious. I think that we have to be patient towards. And quite frankly, I think pastors have, in some ways, I think pastors can be more 
understanding about people's sins right. than they do their annoying parts of their humanity. So I think I may be sinful, but I'm not irritated. It's just right? like I can deal with your sin, okay? But I'm not it's just weird. A, it's just annoying just quality weird, you have right? that I can't stand. Uh, that's that's you know, that's interesting. So I I think that's interesting that that pastors almost seem more because not everybody's as together as we are. That, oh, that's. That's, that's clear really, to everybody that. who li- who regularly <laughs> listen to this. So I think that you have to you have to distinguish these two things like you did. But uh, patience requires both. I think you have to be aware of both categories, and which one's harder to be patient towards. I think one of the ways I have deceived myself for years is I think because I I see that I'm patient in one area of my life. I think I'm a patient person, right? And I just I'll be the first one to acknowledge, and it's it's startling at times because. I'll look at parts of my life and go, yeah, I'm, I'm a patient person here. And then something else will happen and go, oh my goodness, I'm the most impatient person. Right. I, 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 so I, I think we have I'm to so know ourselves. I'm so humble. Yeah, I'm right. so proud. That's right. right. I, have, I have to be aware of the areas that, I'm pa- that, I, that I see that I can be patient and am patient and other areas that I'm not. And this is, goes back to a, a self-awareness piece. So in the distinction of those two areas, for as a pastor's caring for his own flock and his people, you know, I think it's helpful to ask, you know, am I being patient with their sinful struggle? Which, by the way, I think we have to—I believe we have to be patient with. Also, the the one thing I think there's a there's a spiritually startling aspect though to um, being too patient with someone who's maybe in you know gross unrepentant sin, and it's just and it just continues on, and there's nothing right. being addressed about. It. Right. Like we we don't want to take it that far. However, I, again, I think that's the way we have to know ourselves uh, and know how we. I think it also how patient we are with somebody. I'm just as I'm talking, I'm thinking of all kinds of examples through the years. If I, I am just more, give the first, I am more. I am yeah, right. I am more patient with the people who I love more. Right. So, yeah. So it, I, I think you have to apply exactly. that exactly. So I think when we're talking about these distinctions of, I'm more patient about their simple struggles. Or I'm more patient with just their annoying humanity. Uh, I would find that in both cases, the, the level of love I feel towards that person That's a very good point. determines how patient I am with them. Right. I, if I just somebody these... else did what that person was doing, you'd be fine with it. Yeah. Why are you so ticked off by this person? Which goes back, I mean, you, I mean that, that, there, that is a profound statement if you just sit with it, that love is patient. Yeah, first thing yeah, you said about very love. first thing in First Corinthians 13. Yeah. How many times we read that passage, but... That that's that's just layers of, of in, in insight around just that simple right. true and statement. Exactly. So th- to the degree that I'm impatient, I am lacking at that point in love. I think that is a fair. Yeah, so that's like, right. So for for pastors, I think that really applies. I think mm. our impatience to whether it's impatience towards people, impatience towards things, whatever. Right. It is. It is a. It is a uh, something that needs to point to a, potentially a lack of love. Which segues to another interesting thing I want us to talk about. So what about impatience towards God not working very fast Ooh. in the church? So I, I bring that up because I think that is the place yeah. that's just as important about that shows our impatience, that God isn't mm. working as fast as we want him to. And so uh, so I think we need to, we have to own the fact that ironically, if we're, we might be most impatient as pastors mm. with God more than our people. Yeah. So, how many exhortations are there? I don't have my uh, concordance in front of me. How many exhortations are there to wait upon the Lord? 
Yeah, right. And, and, and even the, that exhortation of be still, you know, be still and know that I'm God, be still. Mm-hmm. And, and that recognition of uh, what, what is that calling me to? Yeah. And, and again, even to say that I, I am God, I, I can remember a pastor said years ago to a group of pastors, he said, you got to get out of the God business. And, and what he meant by that is, you know, who do you think you are? I mean, you know, what do you, what oh, do you, yeah, you're, you're yeah. trying to accomplish things that you can't do. So, two fundamental realities: God is God, and secondly, you're not. Yeah. And and so there are things that only, you know, and this helps in some ways, knowing only God can do this. God is not yet doing this, and He's okay with that. Yep. And in His priority, and that person's life, or in my church's life may not be reflective of mine. Yes. And so what I want to deal with on them is this, you know, quality A, and God is more determined to deal with quality Z yeah. uh, in their life. And so he's doing that, but because, and so I don't, because that's not my burden, I don't see him at work there and, and working that in them more than, you know, having this particular big thing that bothers me or troubles me and that I think is wrong and may may really be wrong yeah. dealt with but it, it's not he's triaging differently than I am that's right and I, I think that this is where the parable of the sower in Mark chapter 4 mm. I think is most helpful it's probably one of the best il- ways to illustrate this idea that the king and J- Jesus is the one that shares t- shares this you know this parable of the sower that the word I mean I think one of the most common ways pastors are impatient is towards the fruit of the preaching ministry. And so what a kind gift that that Jesus gives us the parable of the sower, where he says that, I mean, he can't connect the dots anymore. The seed is the word. You know, I mean, (laughs) who cannot, who's not getting the illustration? The seed's the word that is scattered Hmm. and it's got to find good soil. And it, some of it gets choked out. Some of it doesn't find good soil. I mean, just, but the seed goes out. I mean, it's just a brilliant illustration if you think mm. about it. And you got to wait for, and then the places where the seed does find good soil, it's got to take root. It's got to begin to grow and grow, sprout out of the ground and continue to grow. The fruit comes when? It comes at the end of it. Mm. And the, the frustration, I would say the impatience of a lot of pastors towards their preaching ministry as they're evaluating it is they almost want to see the fruit at the beginning. And not all the fruit is the same, some 30, some 60, that's right. some 100-fold. Yeah, that's same right. seed, all falling on good soil, but bearing a different proportion of, of fruit. That's exactly right. Which is really interesting. So, so I want to I wanna talk about uh, patience in regard to the preaching ministry as something that um, we have to wait on God and then... Realize that God's going to bring the fruit that He wants out of your ministry, and I think so often pastors are um, disappointed with what God chooses to bring out of that because of some expectation we have to want to see more and more, whatever whatever that is. And so I think there's two words that pastors need to keep really close to get to to their to their hearts and their minds, and that is patience and providence. Mm. That you know, God's providence, his purposefulness of what he is doing in the world to build his kingdom and in your church, whatever, you know, whatever church you're pastoring uh, is, 
it's really important to be patient to wait for God to do that. Mm. And so often, the, I would say the the frustration, the 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 lack of satisfaction in in a pastor having in his own ministry, the frustration that he feels. As I talk to a lot of guys, a lot of times it's not because there's not fruit. It's that they're just not seeing as much as they want, or they're not seeing the right kind, mm. or they're not seeing it in the place they want to see it. But as I dig into, I mean, I. Jim, I rarely talk to a pastor who, after a conversation with him, he cannot articulate to me some fruit that God's doing mm. in his church. Very few. And by the way, it's one of the encouraging, many, many encouraging things I get to be a part of in his ministry now is, is to get to have those conversations. And a pastor calls discouraged, struggling, you know, just questioning, just calling, questioning what, what he's doing. And after a conversation to help him see, wait a second. Didn't you say this was happening and this was happening and this was happening? Mm. We can our discouragement. We can you know the critical people and the hard words we hear from people. It can choke out yeah. the the evident fruit of our ministries. So patience is one of those things that I think really helps a pastor see the spiritual fruit that really is there that they're blinded to in their frustration and their impatience. Mm. So any final word, Jim, on this in regard to just patience within the ministry? Yeah, I, I think. Heading back to what we said earlier about you know it's love, love is patient, learning to love. I think learning to love the people that that we serve and recognizing that perhaps what I'm being called here, and maybe what God is doing is not calling me to change them, but God's calling for me to change. Oh yeah, and that their obstinance may be God's methodology in changing me, yeah. rather than me changing them. That's good, and that what He's showing me is not their sin, but my sin, and He. Showing me not how much they're unlike God, but how much I'm unlike God. That's great, and so I think that that that's helpful. Do I got? Can I have one minute? I'm just gonna go uh, for uh, it. That's something that's really helped me. Yeah, it's gonna be really silly. Uh, so one of my favorite Andy Griffith episodes is the pickle story. You ever seen the pickle story? No. Everybody, look it up. Look up the pickle story. Yeah. Aunt B makes pickles, and they're terrible. Homemade pickles is the idea behind it. Andy and Barney can't stand the thought of, of eating these homemade pickles that she's insisting on feeding them. So they switch them out with store-bought ones and put store-bought ones in the, in, the, in, the, in the pickle jar so that they can eat them. Well, anyway, hijinks ensue, of course. But at the end of it, the realization is uh, as she makes a new batch, Andy and Barney say, let's do what we should have done in the first place, and that's learn to love them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how the show ends. And I turned to my wife, who we watched it when we were on sabbatical. I said... There's a sermon illustration there, isn't it? <laughs> and, and, and the whole thing was, I'm going to change it so it's pa- palatable to me. Yeah, yeah, I will not love it as it is. I will only love it as I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And learn to love it like it is. And so I've thought about that because there's, I have some pickles in my life. Uh, I have some Aunt B pickles in my life. <laughs> and I think to myself, if they would only stop being like that, I could love them. Right. And the call is, I got to learn to love them like they are. Yeah. And so that's that's for me. That's that's a great word and brings us back to how how God loves and receives us. I mean, yeah, I think that Exactly right. That that's that's, that's the that's ultimate Titus 3. Yeah, that's for ultimate. we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, but and then the love the, the love and and grace of God in Christ appeared yeah. to who? To people that were foolish, lustful, angry, bitter, all of those things, hateful, living in malice, hateful and hating one another, and then the love of God appeared. Yeah, right. It's right. just, you know, that, that, that's our story, mm-hmm. and, and, 
And we need to flesh that out over and over again if we're going to not be... We're at a time, Brian, I think even outside the church, societally, I've seen, I've, I don't know that I've ever seen Christians so angry and bitter with those who are different from them. Mm-hmm. You're seeing it on social media. You know, what you disagree with me on politics, on, you know, the vaccine, on, on the virus, and, and it's not just I disagree with you, I am angry with you. Mm-hmm. And we are forgetting that we were foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts, living in envy, hateful and hating one another, and then the love of God appeared. Yeah, if good. we live there and, and, and remember that's our testimony, that's our story, that our story is a story of grace, we will not then treat others by a standard of law. That's an excellent example of how to pursue patience. I, I'll throw two other just quick practical things on maybe how to cultivate patience in, yeah. in a pastor's life. Um, read biographies mm. and, and read... Read old biographies. Read biographies of people outside of your century, and see the the longevity of their ministry as you you read about the, their whole life. I think that has helped me be patient to realize I'm, I'm we're all creatures of the moment, and uh, that makes us impatient. I think when we cannot have a long view of something. The second thing I would say is to uh, talk to people, uh, you know, talk to others, have pastoral friendships. You know, again, contact us. I've referenced several conversations I've had with pastors. I mean, have somebody outside your own church that you can talk to about the things you're dealing with, and you know, ask the question. You know, is is am I am I being patient in this moment with the situation I'm in, and let someone else speak to that who's not emotionally in the mid, tied up in the middle of it mm-hmm. can be a great way to get perspective and maybe help cultivate patience. So. Jim, will you take a minute and pray for patience for pastors mm-hmm. as they do all, deal with all these things? Yeah. Thanks. Our, our Father in heaven, we thank you that you are long-suffering, gracious, full of mercy. And Father, thank you you have not quickly given up on us. We thank you, Father, that though we have sinned and, and, and certainly, Father, acted in ways that would warrant your exasperation with us or even dismissal of us. You love us still, and Father, pray that we would do the same for your precious body or for the, the body of Christ uh, and for those who are your own. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.